0: And welcome to another episode of the Live Thrivingly podcast. Today's guest is coming to you from Philly. He is a certified human fiddling in an alchemist's workshop. When I asked him about his education, he responded with scaling mountains and descending into valleys. He was led down the path he walks today by every single person he has met, in every single place he's been, and in every single thing he's done. All the things he's lost and all the things he's had the pleasures of temporarily holding on to and the hurt he carried and created and is now striving to transform. I only met this person less than a month ago while I was traveling in Guatemala, but since then they have guided me to a deepening of my own true nature. A man of honesty and truth, a man willing to speak his mind and not hold back but equally aware when he needs to soften and just listen. An example of a man who works to embody the mature archetypes of the masculine energy and encourages and helps others to do so. It is with great honor I induce introduce you to a fellow king, warrior, magician, and lover, my brother, Orion Freeman. Greetings, brother. Thank you for being here today. Pleasure. Pleasure so i'd love to start this off with just a question i ask every time which is uh do you have a specific uh, spirit animal that really speaks to you that that really resonates with you
1: interesting way to begin okay yeah um yeah depending on on the um the situation and and the circle i'm in i'm sometimes Known as Golden Eagle of a Morning Sun, and um, yeah, I just I was just in a workshop uh, a couple weekends ago, and they were talking about something they called inner essence. As in, okay, you have a spirit guide. There's an animal that means something to you, but what does that really mean? What is the essence of that? And what I harvested from that was. Um, piercing vision that's what fit for me the the eagle you know flying above and taking everything in and you know able to see with Um, so yeah
0: that's awesome I love that I love that piercing vision of the of the eagle and that that eagle that that soars above and can see that see the whole playing field and it's not restricted to just the low ground point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to dive into more of your life journey, man. Uh, What were your younger years life? You know, what was your call to adventure? You know, where, where has that, and where has that brought you to now?
1: Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the real adventure began after high school. Um, By then I was, you know, three quarters to, insanity and you know really really just struggling with being a human and not not enjoying the process of being a human at all and so um yeah I packed up the little things that I had and and just bombed my way over to Colorado from the east coast and yeah the that lead in that you spoke to you know the climbing mountains piece yeah there's been there's been many mountains climbed both literal ones and and the figurative metaphorical ones as well so um so yeah that that began uh that began my my journey in in earnest i never really saw much growing up i didn't travel very often um but once I began, the wanderlust hit, and I haven't really stopped since.
0: Wow! So, so right after high school, it took you to to Colorado and spent some time there. And uh, what was what was next after Colorado?
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a string of all the most beautiful places I could find on a map. So it was Colorado, and then it was Jackson, Wyoming, and then it was California, it was Hawaii, Costa Rica. Um, those are the places that I I spent a, a good deal of time living. Um, but then there's also been a, a lot of other adventures um, for, you know, some months at a time rather than years. Um, but, but yeah, for, for many years, it, it literally was like, all right, what, what's the, what's the prettiest um basically the prettiest place I could find in the sense that at that time I was really really you know some people during the winter um you talk about you know getting depressed because it's it's not nice outside well like for a while I was I felt really really impacted by my surroundings and so to be in a place that was visually beautiful helped me feel more at peace with myself and more inspired on a consistent day-to-day level. I find myself um I mean obviously I still love beauty, but I find I find that to not be nearly as important anymore um as as it once was.
0: Yeah. So on these adventures to all these different places, was there was there one place that I mean I know they all have their their significance and their their own essences but you know was there any particular places that were really kind of some turning points in your journey you could say
1: yeah i mean you speak of turning points i feel like i've lived so many lifetimes in one and i'm sure many of us can relate to that um i'd say one once i started traveling outside of the states that felt like a a massive awakening on on a lot of levels um, immersing myself in, in new cultures and um, yeah just having a getting a, a perspective on the world and its inhabitants that you know I only ever read about or saw movies about and it's a whole different ball game when you're in it you know when you're walking down the streets of New Delhi in India or you know you're drinking a coconut in Bali or you know walking in the rainforest in Peru, it's, um, I mean, that's, that's been the greatest string of teachers that, that I've had. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't sense how soon, soon stop that, that voyage that I've been on, but yeah, it's, it feels like it's a, a different sort of stage now. I feel like I go to these places now for, you know, dips of inspiration and, um, you know, to, to hang out with a soul tribe for a little while. But um, yeah, it doesn't feel like this absolute necessity like it used to. Like there was this, this, this factor involved that felt like it was, there was some run, there was some run involved. Like it was like running from one place to the next, um, trying to, to find something that would fulfill me. And although I still have that tendency in me, for sure, I still have my compulsions. And the things that I run to out here that um, I try to trick myself into thinking that this is the thing that's going to make me better. I'm finally going to be happy now. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like that quite like it used to.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing, man. That's, that's really beautiful. Uh, when you were talking about the just all those different places you've experienced and really how those are the, biggest teachers in themselves I thought of that quote that says something like it's it's better to see something once than to hear about it a thousand times you Mm -hmm. know and to actually get out there and live it and travel and and how you were kind of stating that at one time that really was what fueled you and it was uh, super important on your path to go out and you know it still is today but uh you you found a way to connect to that and keep keep your tied to it without continually just reaching out for the next experience the next experience the next place and your yeah. ability to find that here and now and wherever you may be is really powerful i think
1: it was it was the hero's journey and it continues to be the hero's journey you know the 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 leaving of of the the comforts of home although in this case the the comforts of home didn't really exist so i was trying to find the comfort somewhere else but but leaving it you know if not the comforts of home Um, the safety of of knowing what's here. Um, So in some way that could be called a comfort, I guess. And yeah, just exploring, exploring the world as a way of exploring myself. And, you know, now, like I said, it feels like a different stage. I feel like, you know, I have been, I've been back in Philly where I'm from now for some years. And it feels like that, that homecoming after after the the voyage after the journey after the slaying of the dragons and you know the um staring down the the shadows um i feel like i'm in the process of of coming back to the place i'm from to my roots you know um staring down the ghosts that still live in, in in these closets here and um and and yeah really really just um Mm. It it feels like the stage of my journey where where as I mentioned before, it matters a whole lot less of, of what's where I am and what's happening out here. And it feels like the 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 perspective is you know day by day turning more and more and more within. And you know I am. I'm I'm good. I'm good, regardless of whether I'm in, you know, whether I'm eating a mango in Costa Rica, or, you know, something like that, with a pretty girl by my side. Um, yeah, I'm in, you know, still pretty cold Philly, and uh, I'm good, you know. And that's that for for me to say that for for where I'm from, to get to the point where where I can say that and and mean that, honestly that's, that's no small
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Thank you for kind of illuminating that and tying that back to the hero's journey. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people can kind of resonate with that, with that, uh, model. And, you know, if you're not familiar, it's, it's a it's a guy named Joseph Campbell that has accumulated the teachings of many religions, traditions, and cultures, and really you know, all the movies and our scripts and our books, everything kind of follow the same arch- archetypal hero's journey. And it's it's really beautiful when when you can get a hold of it in your own life and find where you are in your journey and kind of uh, helps you navigate. And I know, especially in the hardest times, it might be the, the hardest to see out when you're really in that belly of the whale, when you're really, you know, in that underworld. But upon return, uh, you can really look back and see um, with a lot of light, hey, like this is what I went through and it was for a reason. And I think it's, it's a great model to look at in your own life when, um, you know, you may be encountered with existential crisis, depression, those type of things, those those questions, who am I, what am I here for? Those, those kind of deep questions and those yearnings that send us out on that call to adventure. And Maybe they're sometimes super simple, but sometimes they're really deep, and that model just gives us a great representation of uh, that journey that we all follow as souls.
1: Yeah, and I love how you brought in the the idea of the movies. You know, that like you're saying every every adventure movie, it's basically it's 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 telling the same story. It's the same story a thousand times, just told in you know with different characters, different different faces, different. Um, you know, different types of dragons, um, you know, or obstacles. And, and yet we come back again and again and again to watch these because we're still on our own journey. And I've certainly found, I, I mean, I love film and the idea of having that externalized vision of what it looks like to be, um, yeah, in this case, a king, uh, or, or a warrior or some of these, these archetypes you mentioned leading in, um, yeah, that's that's why we love these things so much. It's because they tell the story of our lives. They just have different faces, different names, you know, different backstory. But it's basically all the same. The energy under the, underneath, it's all the same. There's only so many different energies, and we all kind of share them all.
0: Yeah, and, and to me, it really just sparks that, that inspiration within of, you know, be the hero of your own story. of your journey you know live it out like a movie i know it's kind of cliche a lot of people say like uh like my life's like a movie and things like that these days or when they're experiencing something really cool but truly you know in a way it is especially if you really embrace the hero's journey
1: uh i think more so more so every day these days like life is wild these days i mean there is there is so much happening on a daily basis you know so much sent just you know s- sensory sort of overload and yeah um, it's uh yeah it really is some version of psychological thriller slash you know comic tragedy i mean
0: it's, it's <laughs> a
1: mashup but yeah um yeah it's it's i i, I I can't imagine there having ever been a richer time to be alive.
0: I agree with you too. There's despite a lot of the calamities of the things going on, there's a lot of undercurrents of of beauty and of of blossoming and of and of awakening and you know, new kind of that new paradigm peaking its head. But, you know, through that there's gotta be this you still have to go through that alchem alchemization of you know, the old as it turns to new. And I think we see some of that um, coming forth in the world and a lot of these things we see, but, you know, to kind of know from a bigger perspective, you know, from that, from the perspective of the Eagle, that this is all part of that process and that, you know, we, if we can't let it consume us too much and to know there are greater horizons ahead, that we can have a part of of really bringing on to this earth and for uh. Our brothers and sisters here if we choose to uh, yeah, and
1: you mentioned you mentioned the word alchemy which is one of my favorite words and concepts in the english language and this, the other day i had this vision you're talking about also talking about new paradigm like i had this vision of um like that that new world literally existing in the center of the old one and you know on that phoenix sort of tip like it's like almost like the the magma inside of a volcano just like pressurizing and pressurizing and pressurizing and expanding out and at some point like the the old cage the old the the place that it's bound by it's it's too small and at that point it just explodes out and yeah either you know as depending on what metaphor we want to use as as the, the volcanic eruption or as you know this explosion of, of the Phoenix type creature. And, you know, it can't help, but just incinerate all of that old, everything that that's been in the way of that transmutation. It, it literally bursts itself from the center of where we're from. And yeah, something about that just struck me. Um, that it's not, it, to me, it's not about like going out here and creating these things out here, create the new over there and, and over here. It's like, it's from the center of of where we are right now, you know, all the ridiculous political madness and all the social stuff, you know, the the intensity around, I mean, all of it. I don't even want to get into to any of that world, but, yeah. you know. It's like birthing, birthing anew from the the center of whatever we would call, uh, diseased or, um, something that feel, we feel like we, it needs an upgrade.
0: Yeah. Very beautifully put brother. And I think you're right. And I know I don't, I don't want to go into the political stuff and economic stuff either, but, you know, I know that that's a, that's a topic out there as well. Just like, you know, is it escapism and is it living in a bubble? if we're not wanting to go there in conversation. But I personally feel like if it's if it's a boundary that you have set and it's something that you know is not leading to the evolution of yourself and the planet, that we don't necessarily need to keep absorbing that all the time because I think it it really just blinds us from really maybe what's super important. And I think when you meet people from other countries, yeah, I I know we have a lot of, you know, complications within our own country in the United States, but you know, you meet people outside that even have much much greater problems than we have and their ability to still just, you know, very live super presently and just be happy with what they have and what their communities have and things like that. I think there's some some powerful wisdom to be heated from from those people's ability to to live despite The bigger things going on out there
1: Mm. yeah and one one thing i noticed um one intention i feel like i have is I, i do my best to stick in my lanes like i don't claim to understand a thing about the world of politics um or you know as as just you know the one one of the examples that that came up so uh, it's not at all me me declaring it unimportant. I know it's massively important. It's you know how most of the world is run, and I trust there there are people who have dedicated their their lives to that particular frame. It just doesn't seem like it. It's it's the one that makes sense for me. You know, it's that it's almost that idea of like you know choosing your battles, and in this case, choosing your you know where, where you put your energy towards not necessarily a battle, but yeah, what what am I, what am I waking up and, and filling my mind and my heart with? And um, yeah, a lot of the ways the rest of the world runs are not the ways that make any sense to me. And so I could totally understand why someone might say, well, yeah, you're just living in a shoebox and you're you're living in an escapist reality. Um, but it's not that I'm unaware of it. I just don't take the time to dive as deep as others might um, because there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so much mental and emotional, emotional capacity, you know, as a human. And so, yeah, I really want to be mindful about how I spend my time and, and where I put my awareness. It feels fundamentally important for me to remain uh, a healthy and productive individual.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that perspective. That's really powerful. Truly. I think that that's on one hand, just knowing where to draw those, those boundaries of where your lane starts and another begins, you know, and uh, honoring someone for, for their place in that. And I think that's, that's something that I've realized too, because like you said, there's only a finite amount of energy we have physically, emotionally, uh, cognitively, we can only put so much in. And I think at times, especially where the world is today, it feels like we got to be working on all fronts at all times, but, Mm. you know, making way for those people that that's their lane, you know, you may not be the politically inclined person, and that's awesome. You know, you might be the musically inclined person. And then this person over here is the technology inclined person. This person over here is the ecological you know, minded person and all together we create this, we create this symphony. And I think the biggest thing to focus on for someone is, is to, to find your lane and to continue to refine and, and understand more about you and your purpose here and your gifts that you have to uniquely bring to the world. Um, And the more you kind of refine that, I think the less questioning you have and the less divided your time and energy become and the more focused you can come with with bringing your gifts to the world and to the community around you and to the people that you know you spend the majority of your time with
1: yeah man yeah that that definitely fits and i love the the the, the way you put it with the the orchestra you know or the symphony because mm-hmm. um, yeah if, if it's a symphony of of all tubas, then it's it's probably not gonna sound that good. But the idea of everyone finding their lane and, you know, what what fits, you know, what like what is my voice best used for? Um, what is my heart, you know, best used for? And I feel like, you know, so much of these past couple of years has has been for me has been that refinement of, you know, really trying to, to whittle you know, rather than add more things, really trying to whittle down, and say, you know, what ingredients here uh, do I actually want to cook with, you know, and and which ones are either redundant or actually making the stew not taste so good, you know. So, um,
0: yeah, man, and I and I definitely think there's there's that exploratory stage, whether it be a certain age range in life or whether it be someone's whole life you know it doesn't have to be you know we don't have to label it you know just your 20s as the time for exploration exploration you know that could be any point in time in your life but i think there's definitely parts of our lives that are more inclined for that exploration and that that answering of those questions but then the rest becomes the the whittling of the of the stick the sharpening of the spear you know yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, it feels like that's been multiple decades, that, that journey of the asking questions and the, the wandering, it felt felt like a lot of wandering. And um, yeah, so I, I, it, it just feels like a really fascinating portion of, of my existence that I'm in right now, because it feels like um, there's a whole lot more discernment coming in. There's a whole lot more of that, yeah, the the whittling down and the sharpening of the blade, um, than than I've ever experienced. So there's an excitement there, um, for me, as you know. What does it look like to um, to bring everything that I am in a way that um, yeah, I know we're jumping metaphors like crazy, but like yeah, to, to to bring the you know if 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 I'm a if I'm a a, a light to to bring my light and refine it down you know into a laser beam basically um, or whatever whatever's required you know maybe a spotlight's required um, you know maybe something more uh, wide is required you know to be able to shift even not not even um, you know or the intention is to be a laser maybe sometimes it is um, but to yeah to really bring malleability in and um, to have all those different filters in your in your toolkit you know to be able to to meet the world and your surroundings in in, in a way that will be a best service because that's really what we're talking about here at some point I believe it's all about all right well my cup is is starting to be, fairly full and what does it look like to allow to run over what does it look like to to serve those around me and to me that 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 starts looking like the you know a life well lived if we can get to that point of um of self-connection and abundance within self uh to the point where we can then say hey you know what can i offer you my friend um but yeah that's a beautiful thing and grown up an only child and you know um along with being an only child I you know I I absolutely know what it feels like to be selfish you know I know what it feels like to be like hey me mine this is all about me center of the universe um so for for me to be speaking the words that I am about service again it feels like you know the million mile journey um and I have this yeah this ever-deepening gratitude to, to to be moving into this stage, knowing so deeply how it feels to be not only um, selfish, but I think part of selfishness is the sense of feeling disconnected and alone. At least it has been for me. So to be, like, upgrading that old story into connection with self, with interconnection with other, um, yeah gratitude is the word for all
0: that for sure beautiful beautiful so we could go a lot of different directions here Um, we can (laughs) i think that i think that's something i would kind of like to pick your brain on is i think multiple things you mentioned can kind of point back to it but you know as as we walk our paths especially you know through our our hero's journey let's just say you know depending on whatever you know spiritual or religious or any any background that someone may come from but the the hero's journey as it is an archetypal journey um you know what are some some practical tools that you utilize or you recommend to others that they can utilize to help to help them clear clear their energy to help them to help them ground i think this goes back to a moment ago when you said just how crazy you know this this movie is right now in the world that we're living in uh you know tools to ground tools to to connect back to self tools to tools to clear so that we can um continue to uh you know sharpen our spears so that we can begin to you know find that Find that spear if that's what we're looking for, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't have any to offer that haven't been offered a thousand times before, and I can I can also only speak from my experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll throw out some of the some of the the favorites for for me. Um, you know, breath work has has meant the world to me. Um, you know, the simplicity of being in nature has meant the world to me. Um I'd say the the one the one that really ground you you mentioned ground, the one that grounded every all the the divergent experiences, all the different modalities and and workshops and um, ways of connecting, the thing that really brought everything down to a, a common point, a common resting point has been men's work for me you know sitting simply sitting in circles with brothers and i can't overstate the impact that that has had on my life you know i found men's work four years ago i was in honolulu and my bro is like yo you should check out this group tonight i think you'll like it i'm like oh yeah so this is something you do he's like oh no i did it like 3 years ago but i'm like wait you did it once three years ago, and you're telling me to go. He's like, "Yeah, I think you you would really like it." Yeah. And I and I went, and he was not wrong. I'm like, "Oh my God, this where has this been my whole life?" You know, I had been yeah. I mentioned the word wandering before. I feel like at that stage, I had been wandering for, I don't know, fifteen years more or less. And yet, in all those travels, I had never found a circle of brothers. And as soon as I did. Yeah, there was that that part in me that lit up that said, "Yeah, where have you been?" and and this is exactly the, the, what feels like the missing ingredient. And, and there was also some of that Divine Comedy in there that says like, you know, the teacher comes when the student's ready sort of thing, and that's how it felt. In the past maybe I, you know, I, well, not maybe. I I wouldn't have been ready for it before then. So but yeah, that that really gave me a foundational uh, experience uh, where I could begin to pull all all of the other things that I enjoy, um, and 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 ground them down. And so, yeah, fill in the blank. If if you're not a, if you're listening to this and you're not a man, obviously it doesn't matter. There's women's circles, there's mixed gender circles, um, and to me, it's all magic. The simple connection of being in the circle with other humans you know something that's been done for millennia you know people gathering in a circle sometimes around a fire sometimes not but gathering in a circle and saying hey here's where i'm at hey this is what i'm feeling hey i'm scared hey can i have a hug you know hey these are my dreams you know just coming together in authenticity and connection and vulnerability and um and speaking freely and speaking truthfully. Yeah, that's changed my life. It continues to every day.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You know, like breath work, you said, and then uh, the simplicity of just being in nature and then men's work, which is, you know, I might have stated it there at the beginning, but this is how I actually met Orion, you know, just maybe less than a month ago was in my first men's circle when I was down in Guatemala, Mm -hmm. I ended up getting to make it to two and it was, it was really amazing and I'll definitely be back and want to see what's there for me uh, in the future as well. Um, But yeah, it was, it was super grounding and it was really just a reminder to me that, you know, a lot of the things that we struggle with psychologically, physically, emotionally, anything, you know, Oftentimes, there's, there's brothers and sisters out there struggling with the same things. It's just can we show up and and talk about them. And I think that was a huge thing. At the beginning of my journey was just not feeling safe to even talk about like what I was going through with anxiety and depression and things like that. And I ended up going to talk therapy, which is awesome. But then when you get into a circle, whether it be men's or women's circle, you're really taking that to the next step because you know, you're with your peers and there's definitely a big fear there to overcome sometimes, but it's very liberating and it's it's freeing and it's it's comforting when you open up and you can trust the the people in the space around you. And you usually leave, you know, feeling with a feeling of uh you know that something has shifted for the positive and that you know, maybe maybe today wasn't as bad as you thought it was, and you can stay in the fight another day.
1: Mm. yeah and i mean i i would just shift one one tiny piece of what you said you you mentioned oftentimes there's someone out there who's experiencing the same thing i am i would i would change that oftentimes to always mm-hmm. that's what i experience there has never been a situation where i go into a circle and share part of my heart and and have it be where i feel Totally unmet, like oh wow, well, these these people don't have any any understanding of what I'm I'm dealing with. Yeah, maybe they don't have the same story, the exact same story. But again, those you know, back to what we we're talking about before, the energetics under the emotion, the emotions under. There's only so many emotions under the sun and moon, and we share them. We are humans, and we share them. And so you know, one of my favorite elements of this work. There's a saying that says, "Your work is my work," you know, and so I can be in a circle and 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 witness someone go through this deep process and i can maybe not say a single word or be involved in any way and yet maybe by the end of it i'm you know spraying tears or i'm giggling like you know with with Mm -hmm. this deep, deep joy you know joyful laughter or whatever it is because yeah i'm i'm living through them and them through me and and again, at the end of the day, it comes back to this shared existence of being a human on planet Earth, and and really all that's required, I'm finding, is that opening, saying like, okay, yes, I'm willing to emote, I'm willing to express. This is how I feel, and yeah, I'm, maybe I'm terrified to say this because I'm gonna, I I fear uh, you're gonna judge me, I fear uh, you're gonna leave me, I fear uh, you, you're gonna, you're gonna make fun of me. You know, whatever it is, there's all sorts of ways we can be fearful of, uh, uh and all the stories we, we've accrued as to, well, last time I did this, last time I tried to express my truth, um, yeah, maybe no one listened, or maybe someone stomped me down. Um, we have lots of accrued reasons why not to speak, why not to share, why not to open up, um, but at the end of the day, the cost of not doing those things is far, far, far greater, I've found, than the cost of, of taking that risk and saying, okay, I'm going to come raw, I'm going to come vulnerable here. Um, the rewards that I've found in exposing myself again and again and again have been um, nothing short of, of revolutionary and the deepest healing that I've experienced
0: thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So this is also a great segue into kind of some other questions I had written here, um, along with men's work and kind of the masculine energy, you know, and both for men and women out there listening, I think this is an important topic, especially in, in the space of self-healing and spirituality and, just holistic living, you know, looking at the polarities, looking at the yin and the yang, the the sun and the moon, the masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, when we look at, you know, on a collective state, especially from the lens of a male, um, you know, in the masculine energy, uh, I think that we can all see areas that we've, you know, it's been rather destructive or toxic or, you know, Areas where not only ourselves might be falling short, but we see, you know, that collectively uh, when in doing this work and and with a lot of men, you know, what do you what's kind of your perspective on on where the masculine energy has been and where it has a potential to go um, if we if we choose to explore some of these these areas that a lot of men have, have a difficult time exploring
1: yeah well, I would expand beyond just the masculine and say like my understanding of of being human is we're we're all just deeply wounded, you know whether you're a woman, whether you're a man um masculine feminine it, it's it's all been in shadow, it's all been in immaturity, it's all been in hurt um and and so it becomes a hamster wheel. It becomes, you know, th- that, that saying hurt people hurt people, you know? And, and then it just continues on and on. And then it becomes chicken and chicken or the egg. Like, where did it start? Like, she hurt me. Oh, well, I hurt her. You know, like, who hurt who first? You know, and then we can take it out. Oh, well, it, it goes to mommy and daddy. Well who hurt them, you know, so it just, it's endless, you know, in, in that, in that realm um, of, you know, I'm bringing in another topic here, you know, the kind of the finger pointing and the blame game, um, but yeah, the, the idea of what, what's possible, um, I, I view all of this work as as the building blocks towards claiming divine masculine claiming divine feminine you know claiming that fulfillment of of self of selves and and not just like okay i'm a man so i'm going to claim my divine masculine well no it's those are energies those are archetypes so it's like i want to claim my divine feminine as well and 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 work to integrate the two to me that's that's the fundamental piece, really, what's required here. It's not for all the guys to to get the masculine on and you know, warrior out and all the women to you know, to be you know dancing in the rain. Um, it's it's all of it. you know we need to I judge that we need to integrate all of it. I need just as much lover in me as I do warrior. If those two are not in balance, then you know, then I'm going to become a tyrant or I'm going to become that warrior who takes, he doesn't protect, he destroys and he takes. So I need that lover. I need the softness. I need the empathy of the feminine to, to bring in, you know, that other element to, to balance uh, those polarities you mentioned, you know, sun and moon. And um, yeah, to me, the more I see that happening within and around me, I literally see the transformation of a world. You know, it's it's easy to overcomplicate this life. there's it, there's a lot of complexity. And it's not so hard to just strip it down. And you know, in these terms, it's it's not that complicated, you know, It's literally just a balance between two poles. And what it takes to create that, of course, it's it's not so easy. But the concept itself is it's very simple at its core
0: yeah such a powerful perspective and i really appreciate you sharing that with us um i agree completely and you know i think another hard thing is and they really hit on this in the king warrior magician lover and the the book uh of just about like there's not necessarily examples out there readily available for us um uh, uh, in the world, especially in our culture today, of the divine feminine or divine masculine, you know, it's, it's, so as we seek to embody that, it's, it's oftentimes challenging, because we don't, we don't know exactly what that looks like, how should that feel? How should we approach living that way? But you know, we can use models like that, and practices, um, many, many different paths to, to finding that balance and to embodying that, um within the masculine and feminine energy but i think now with the information age and the time we're really going through now there's more access to information than ever mm-hmm. before about this topic and just you know there's so many master classes and courses and retreats and trainings and things and it definitely depends on where you are in the world and your accessibility to them but it you know sometimes In all simplicity, just if you were to just be out in nature for, you know, say 40 days or something, you would probably come to some of the same conclusions uh, with the connection, of the elements and everything, you know, so it's not always in the experience or the training or one, one book, uh, or 25 books on it, you know, it's really about alchemy and embodying that change and understanding that, you know, we're made up of, of many parts, and we need to integrate the whole yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned um uh I just I just lost my <laughs> Yeah, there's so many so many things swirling now that um I just I just lost the lost the thread. So here's 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 a here's a perfect opportunity for me to to practice what I've been preaching, you know, which is like yeah, I've, now I feel incredibly vulnerable. Like, like, wow, like, you know, who's this fool who had, you know, seemed to seemed to think he had something to share, and then all of a sudden he, he didn't even know what that was. Like, um, that I'm d- instantaneously aware of the little voice that says, like, "Well, you suck." <laughs> you see, you see, I've been trying to tell you you suck the whole time, and you know, fortunately, I don't I don't really give much credence to that anymore. Um, but I notice it; it's still there in that that split second of like having a train of thought losing it and um not knowing what i where i wanted to go um yeah self-criticism criticism instantly jumps its way in and then it becomes my work to be like hey down down puppy
0: <laughs> He's yeah and not in, and not necessarily shaming that that part of you and kind of casting it away but observing it for what it is and and just trying to, trying to love it, you know, for, for being there, because it's, I've definitely recognized that within myself too, and I really appreciate you pointing that out, because it was a great example for sure. And it's just acknowledging those times, because all these little, all these little emotions are sitting at the same table of ourself, and, you know, they're all chiming in from time to time, and sometimes we're really in the flow, and we're really in the bliss of it all, and then other times we're sitting there. And the doubt and the anxiety and the worry and the in the criticism, etc,
1: yeah, speaking further to that um I mean this this whole day in general this this whole conversation, there's a part of me even coming in that was in a place of fear or self-judgment saying like oh, am I going to be enough here because because I feel yeah in this moment my truth is I feel run down, I don't feel nearly as dynamic as I, I do day to day Uh, it's been quite a voyage. just getting back from from guatemala and uh just getting back from this beautiful um, immersive men's men's work training and um and then just yesterday i had a bachelor party weekend with one of my 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 best brothers um so it's been back to back to back and this is the first day of kind of coming back to self and, and my space in a while and And so, yeah, there's a story that I'm aware of that says, like, um, if you're feeling tired, if you're not feeling dynamic, then it's not enough. And so, if it's not enough, then you, you, me, I'm not enough. And um, yeah, we're talking earlier about like you know the commonality of of being human, the commonalities and i'd say that's one of the core ones you know the story that i'm not enough i have to go and achieve and do and create and be something and and get that job and you know uh climb that mountain and yeah. I'll finally, maybe i'll finally be okay maybe i'll be enough so yeah i'm i'm actively in that you know even as we speak like is this good enough am i good enough is this of value um are, you know we'll have people turn this interview off you know a half hour ago (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's really interesting to 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 stare some of these down these things down and and notice how they just come back they come back again and again the only thing that changes is not that they don't come back for me at least it's my relationship to them changes and again right you know in the past i feel like if this voice would have come up then it would have instantly turned into uh, this this downward spiral, and I would have believed the hype. I would have believed everything that it came to tell me, and I would have basically ended up in that place of feeling like a worm, you know, like a voiceless, powerless um, little little creature that that doesn't really have any value or anything to offer anyone else. So, it feels interesting to bring all this into this now. But like I said earlier, it does kind of speak to um, some of the core tenets we've been discussing today. And um, I do intend to always do my best to to walk the talk. And so here's me saying, hey, world, (laughs) yeah, I feel fear. I feel fear and security even in this moment.
0: Yeah, thank you for your honesty and for honoring that that vulnerability within you and, and for the ability to show up with that and and to voice this, you know, and to put yourself out here on a platform, you know, that's going to go live to the world. And, you know, who knows who may hear this now or in the future. And that's uh, yeah, beautiful. And I, I definitely thank you for, for coming on and for sharing this space and for showing up with all of you. And I really hope to create a space with this podcast for individuals to do exactly what, what you're doing. And and that's a big part of live thrivingly is, is showing other people, you know, through stories and just through authentic vulnerable conversation that, you know, we're all really not that different. And there's core parts to our, our true nature that I hope to illuminate that can remind us, man, you know, this guy that sitting here speaking all this stuff, you know, he has the same thoughts going through his head as I do. And, you know, maybe I'm not as crazy as I thought after all, or, you know, Maybe this day is not as bad as it I thought it was.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely a core hope and in, in me sharing what I just did. Um, my hope is something like that can translate into an invitation for someone else to be like, okay, um, maybe it is all right to to express, maybe it is okay to say, oh wow, like I feel something other than joy, you know, because how many times will you say, hey, how are you doing? Like most people are not really asking you how you're doing. Because the only acceptable option to respond with is "Yeah, I'm good," you know, and that's not often. Well, more, more, more than ever. But in the past, that was almost never my reality. My reality is, "Hey, I'm fucking angry. Hey, I'm I'm really sad. Hey, I'm I'm scared right now," and yeah, I believe that. You know, modeling something like this, like saying, "Hey, this is where I'm at. This is my truth right now." That doesn't mean that I am fear. It's just I feel it. It's moving through me right now. And to model that, and 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 to allow it to be okay for me. Um, yeah, my dream of dreams would be that you know, even a, a single human would would hear that and say, "Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna allow that within me as well." I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into to that um, because to me that that translates into authenticity because if you say you know someone asks you how you doing you say good but you're actually not feeling so good that's disingenuous and and to me that that hurts yeah to live a life that doesn't feel uh, authentic um, and I don't feel safe or comfortable in expressing the fullness of who and where I am. Uh, that's that's no life that I want to live.
0: I like that, what you mentioned there with just that simple question of, you know, how are you just seems so it's so repetitive and just kind of the traditional talk track we're used to as, as human beings, what we grew up with and that, all that, you know, and when we talk about, you know, our ability to evolve and kind of become more emotionally intelligent and and connected to ourselves but also others and and we get to the point where now it's like when i ask that question one i know that hopefully i'm available to hold space if someone actually responds with something like you know i'm not really doing good and being able to you know inquire about that and and maybe help just hold them and and not provide them advice too and that was something i used to do and rather recognize that this person may just want to be heard, they might not have someone that listens to them, or they can talk to, and to hear them out. And then to simply just guide them back to self and, and you know, something they can do to, to nourish that to sit with that to help them through that um, is what I've been working on. When I ask that question, or I hear someone with a response to how are you doing, and it's not, you know, a super blissful answer all the time. And to also uh honor myself when I'm asked that question when I'm not in a good place. Cause for a long time I was scared to speak how I felt, especially mm-hmm. to family and friends, some of the people closest to us. Cause then, you know, what are they going to think about me? Are they going to be worried? This and that. And that was a huge hurdle to overcome. But over time, I mean, now it's just kind of the norm. Um, finding myself, you know, really able to speak about my emotions. And it definitely challenging some days, but you know, just continually speaking from the heart and and talking about what I'm present with in that moment, and knowing that it'll probably pass. But sometimes I just need someone to to share it with, just speak it out loud.
1: Yeah, and also also recognizing that you know, if if someone asks me how I'm doing and and I'm saying, "Wow, like I'm feeling a lot of grief," it doesn't necessarily mean like it has to turn into a therapy session. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe it's somebody at the at the grocery store. And so, there's obviously in that context, there's no space for 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 there to be this deep dive into like the you know the the deepest trenches of my grief. And at the same time, for me to to be honest with again myself and and also them enough to say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this. Um, again, maybe that can just be that invitation for them to 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 find a deeper sense of rest within their own self. Like maybe they're not doing so well. And they feel like, especially if they're in a workplace situation, that it's their job to have this super overtly cheery sort of um, mask, basically. And and what if, what if that, you know, what if me saying, "I, oh, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of grief today," what if that gave them permission to, yeah, know, not again, not in the context, not necessarily like dive into their own grief, but to just allow it to be there if it is there and then maybe they can show up for the rest of their their work day in a place that feels more heart-centered in a place that feels more authentic and maybe yeah maybe it is a little bit more somber and it's less like super cheery Um, but again if if that cheer is is something that feels false in that moment um, i trust that uh, i trust that even if you're coming more somber that people will see that as more beautiful than some false cheer.
0: Love that. Yeah, so do you have a favorite quote, mantra, or verse you live by?
1: Mm. it's kind of kind of like with jokes i i don't remember jokes and i also don't remember (laughs) quotes (laughs) um i i tend to to write a lot on my own and so most of the words going through me at this stage are are ones that have gone through me you know come through me um my own words um so yeah that's uh i i love it when 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 people have you know these like you know bucketfuls of quotes because obviously there's a lot of beautiful things that have been said and to have to have that readily available to share is a beautiful thing i just i'm not i'm not the dude
0: (laughs) i'm not able to remember that and offer them (laughs) thanks for honoring your lane man and yeah if if anyone gets connected with orion after this and sees his, his Instagram or something like that. I, when I did it, I read some of his poetry on there. It's, it's amazing stuff. And yeah, I mean, just reading that in itself, it's like, you know, way better, especially writing it yourself too. You know, it's, it's much power, more powerful than, than words of another person at times, but also not, you know, like not labeling that other person's work as, as less than yours either. Just honoring our own you know, ability to pull through these threads that sometimes might be similar, sometimes might be different, but what's uniquely ours and, you know, how we may resonate with that quote or how we may feel about those words we write. So thank you yeah. for sharing. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So to cap off the show, I like to ask when you hear the words live thrivingly, what comes to your mind?
1: Um The word vivacity, vivacious—that comes to my mind. You know, th- to 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 live a life of um, where we're actually thriving. Um, yeah, to me that that feels like this this energetic and emotional richness. That it's just again, it's 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 so powerful. Like back to that phoenix, you know, like it's it's so powerful that at some point it just has to like crack its way out and explode out into the, into the rest of the universe. And so I hear, yeah, live thrivingly. And, and I hear, uh, um, I hear someone who's leaning into their edges. I hear someone who's feeling their feelings. I hear someone speaking their truth. I hear, you know, someone, uh, singing and dancing and, um, or yeah, if that ain't your lane again, like maybe, you're in a lab, and you're 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 creating, you're making new discoveries with science. Whatever it is, like there's a, a mil, you know how many people are in the world now? Seven and six, seven, eight billion. I I, I don't I lost track, but I feel like there's there's that many different ways uh, to live thrivingly. You know, as many humans as there are on this planet, that's how many versions of thriving there are. That's the way I see it
0: amazing such a beautiful perspective thank you for that any last words here to share it's been such a enjoyable episode with you brother thank you for showing up as as all of you and bringing everything to the table
1: yeah well well speaking of words um you know this is all just obviously been more casual um but words in a, offered in in a crafted way. Uh, you know, that that's that's one of the among the things that, that lights me up the most and feels like I'm thriving. And um so I wonder if we have a couple few minutes for, for me to actually share a piece before Absolutely. We start. Oh, Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. Let's see, let's see what wants to wants to happen. I got some some new ones from uh from the, the the recent journeys
0: y'all are in for a treat that's all i'm mm-hmm. saying this is a special special offer. unplanned
1: yeah, let's go here so we talked a lot about men's work and 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 that type of well i mean everything we've we've discussed is as has some roots in inner transformation or healing or something like that i judge so Yeah, uh, I'll speak this one. This is called Harmony. One day, the boy gazed upon his reflection and asked of it, Who are you? At first, this reflection said nothing, staring back absently, a cold and hardened hostility chiseled into its otherwise boyish visage. Each day he would return, and each day that which he saw, for the most part, remained the same. Each day averting of eyes and rounding of shoulders and prayers to the gods of impulse to forget all he'd seen. But somewhere deep below the surface lived a trace of a quiet stirring. A conspiring of calcified forces long since written off as extinct. And one by one the veils were lifted, and one by one the dragons resurfaced. And having been bound and silenced and caged, they bellowed their noxious smoke and breathed out their all-consuming flame. And soon there was nothing left standing, and soon he was all alone. And soon the heavens cried mercy, and soon came the cleansing rain. And all was very quiet then, and the stillness echoed for years, and one day the silence gave way to an almost imperceptible breath, and no one was there to see it and no newspapers ran the story but none of that really mattered now not at least like it used to for he had descended into the depths and surfaced on the other side singing and had left home a toy penny whistle and returned home a sacred drum and had once been an entirety fragmented into the many and had merged those divergent many together again as one, and had exposed his open chest to the elements, and lived to tell the tale, and had harvested solace from struggle, and had excavated truth from pain. And upon returning to that old mirror, he saw not a boy, but a man, and the reflection quietly honored him, and the honor was indeed his own. And for the first time, a gentle smile, light where once were eyes, and laughter was claimed as birthright, a joy, a lingering morning scent, and at last he commenced to tell the others of the wondrousness he'd found, and the sky was blue, and the birds were singing, and the waves were waving, and the hearts were beating, and somehow it was all in perfect tune. Hmm Harmony. Somehow it was all in
0: perfect tune. <laughs> beautiful, 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 my brother. And sharing it in your voice and hearing it. Such a special moment. Reading it is one thing, but anytime I read your words, I read it in your voice and <laughs> it's it's comforting, it's inspiring. It's just it's grounding. I don't know. it's I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that piece.
1: My pleasure, and I'll say this, I' say like this feels like a stretch because you know, once upon a time, I was on a stage a lot. I was a musician, and that's how I made my money. and it's been some years now because that that world kind of it took me over. I wasn't ready for it. And and yet it, it feels like it's time now again to speak. And, and so for me to share this now feels really beautiful. It feels like, a, you know, the, the beginnings of a full circle, the, the coming back to, to my voice and the coming back to my expression, my offering. And one of, I feel like one of the greatest things that I have to share is my voice and my words. And, and to, to do so here with you um, and whoever else. Is here with us. Um yeah, it's it's deeply meaningful to me. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's been it's been a pleasure sharing the space with you. Uh so how can people connect with you, man? Well,
1: that's the other piece of this, is I've been in a cocoon for a long while. I'm, I've been growing mm-hmm. my wings. Um, so feel I that I feel that I haven't done much of anything on social media and it feels like maybe that's about to shift here little by little. I'm trying to honor my own process, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I have a website, but it's not, uh, yeah, that, that still needs the, the rebirth, the metamorphosis. So, um, I don't think I even want to speak to that in this moment, but, but yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram Facebook are both good. Happy to connect there.
0: Any uh information or, or further resources about uh some of the the Mankind Project, men's circle kind of work you do as well?
1: Yeah, we hadn't hadn't named that by name, but yeah, the the my roots with the men's work it has been the MKP Mankind Project. Um any of the brothers listening today, I yeah, I strongly urge you if any of the words that, that were shared today resonate. I urge you to, to check into that uh, I think it's just mkp.org um or just do a do a Google search um but it's it's worldwide uh and it's not the only one there's there's a lot of different incarnations these days of of circles of brothers and sisters again it's not just only men's work um so yeah seek it out make it happen that's that's what I would say. If if this if this strikes a chord, there are outlets now. I judge in the past, you know, maybe they were, but they were hard to find. They're not anymore. There there are a lot of a lot of ways to to ground and to heal and to connect, more so uh, perhaps than ever, especially in the internet age and that connectivity. Kind of so, yeah,
0: sweet. Thanks for sharing that. Um, the links will be in the description for that as well uh thank you thank you to all the listeners out there who have listened thus far and uh you know hope you can take a little nugget away if anything so any last words yeah well
1: cheers to the nuggets if 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 anyone's harvesting nuggets right now cheers to that that's um again that that, that would feel if that is happening uh, that would feel like a beautiful completion um because yeah I don't if if I'm just gabbing and it's not meaning any anything to anyone then then what's the point you know so so my hope my hope for myself and, and for anyone really is that um you know that which we say that which we do um that which we are it, it ripples out and it actually has real impact on on the 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 minds and the hearts and the ears around us and and yeah, at that point I, I judge we we become those uh, the, the avenue of of service, you know, these individual little lighthouses that connect to form a much greater light. So, I hope I hope I was my my part of that here today with you, my brother. Ahu. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.